Stamps.com. <laughs> That's right, Stamps.com. Now, see, Cody, as a professional podcaster like you and me, we, we, we realize that our time is very valuable because, I mean, if we're not in front of a microphone, we're doing it wrong. I don't know about you. I mean, I sleep with my microphone. I cuddle it. I, you know, I, I, I can't miss any gold. There, there's gold out there everywhere. There's gold in them dar mouths. And by God, I better say it. So I don't have the time to waste it, you know, standing in line at the post office. I mean, right? I mean, you go into the post office and it's filled with, you know, the most wretched scum and villainy that you'll ever see. At, and also postal workers. And all just to get something you lick and stick on something else? Like, that's what you're going there for? That's preposterous, isn't it? I, I've ne- I, know, there, I, I know I find nothing a bigger wa- a bigger waste of time than go than physically go. I don't like to physically go anywhere. That, that's why with Stamps.com, you have postage on demand. You can print your own stamps and shipping labels in seconds. Seconds! Sometimes less! I mean, it's as simple as sometimes it gives print you and mail. Time. Yeah, I mean, with stamps.com, it's like you're flying through the ether, you know, into a, a land of, of just pure joy and pleasure. I mean, you could be anywhere. You could be on top of a, a mountain fi- fighting up hordes of, of zombie Nazi dragons. You could be down at the depths of the ocean plundering, you know, sunken submarines. Anywhere. That's what stamps.com brings you. It you brings you freedom. Thi- my favorite thing about stamps.com is you get a four week tre- free trial. That's right. So if you decide, man, I I hate I hate sitting at the house comfortably in my underwear and sending my necessary postage off and I'd rather go wait in line hate my life and want to shoot everybody in the place then then you can you can send your things back and realize what a, what a failure you are as a person but there's no chance you're gonna be sending it back not with the kind of service you get you get from stamps.com an approved licensed vendor of the United States Postal Service though no, I mean if you are gonna go and stand in the post office line for your hours on end why don't you install you know board shenanigans and listen to us while you're there. What? What's? What's that you say? You're having, you're having, it's the very saying. thing you're hearing right now. <laughs> What, this what? is it. This is the board shenanigans. We're bored and shenanigy. Well, what what do you what do you do if you have if you have an issue with the memory on your computer and you can't get your board shenanigans? What would you do in that particular situation? Why I'd go shoot up a post office. <laughs> That's not necessary if you have if you use Carbonite.com. Oh, you mean that same stuff that, that that the big slug guy uses to keep Han Solo nice and fresh? Similar. It's it's an easy setup, seamless recovery memory memory system that you can that you can store, store your gold all bikinis kinds in. of things. You can that you can have pictures of them. You can you can choose from the personal pro pro server or appliance uh, packages and easily have a backup your backup your way. Custom set it, custom settings designed to fit into your schedule. It has an optional jetpack to make you look like a guy that seems like he's much cooler than he actually is. Where there's Wi-Fi, there's a way. Access your files anytime, anywhere. It's US-based support. If so, you don't have to talk to a guy in India that doesn't understand that doesn't understand that your last name is Johnson. Not yeah, or or have to worry about you know getting pushed into some sort of giant sand creature's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is the kind of memory this is the kind of memory backup that R two D two should should have had and then he would have gotten the entire message out and then we would have known why why the, the uh, Princess Leia needed needed help from Obi Wan Kenobi and why he was their only hope wouldn't have taken three movies to get it with Car if R two D two had had Carbonite.com, then we would have we would have saved three Star Wars movies I don't know how I feel about that. And, you know, if your feelings are, you know, very stretched at this moment, why don't you head over to LegalZoo and get yourself a nice Will and Testament
estimate. So if you decide to commit suicide because you because of the thought process of there being no Star Wars movies because of Carbonite, um, you can leave your all your precious possessions to the loved ones that, that you want them to have. Opposed to, you know, whoever the person is that decides when you don't have a will. I, a judge? I don't know. Do people just have like a, is it like the Thunderdome? See, you don't want your family members to go through the Thunderdome, do you? <laughs> No. So why don't you go to, go to LegalZoom? LegalZoom protects your family from the Thunderdome and Mel Gibson in general. But remember, they are not a law for firm or a post-apocalyptic gang of vigilantes. They are they are just a website, but a website with helpful help that will help you through with forms and things for you to fill out and be all you know nice and satisfied. No master blaster required. Whenever you tip <laughs> over their website, there's not there's not just sand in, inside the tr inside the truck. No, in fact, it's filled to the brim with legal helps. Everything from trademarks to patents and copyrights, taxes, licensing and permits, legal forms ways to name your business help with forming your business every real estate leases everything you'll ever need and more that's right at legalzoom.com yeah i know that's exactly where we'll go whenever we have the money to copyright our show yeah so what <laughs> while you're waiting for us to have the money and you know you're like oh man oh man brewer oh man cody i mean i love listening to your show and all but it's only an hour and 20 minutes usually i mean there's so much more time in my day that i need to fill with you know this with sounds oh what am i supposed to do i would say you should just go listen to back episodes and, and, and over and over again but you could instead something that is equally as good as this show you could go get a book but you know books are all papery and heavy right cody i mean i i can't imagine the last time like i read a book that was filled with like paper oh god and then don't get me started on like like ebooks, right? Because, you know, it's a strain to do on your computer, or, you know, who has time for a tablet? So, what I always do when I need literature is I go to audible.com. Right, audible.com. That's right, audible.com. It is filled to the brim with books where someone reads them to you, just like your favorite time in kindergarten. Most of the time at audible.com, they're even read by the author of the book, and who, who better to tell the tale of their own tale than, than the person that wrote that tale? That's right, we're not, we're not chasing our tale with this thing. Thing. And right now, you can get a free 30-day tri trial to make sure that you do like the oral pleasure of listening of listening to a book. Yeah, I mean, think of this, you know, when the author's reading the book, what if they, like, realize that, you know, they don't particularly like this part, and they would like to make it a better part? They could just do it right then. I mean, you could be getting, like, the new up-to-date, you know, special edition, extra-released copy of it. I mean, you can get the one, you know, where, where Han shoots first, because it's apparently better, or the one where you find out Dumbledore's gay in it, because she actually tells you, or, um, um... Fahrenheit 451. <laughs> fuck, fuck waiting on a new edition of a new book. Here, here, here the author's version right there. Who needs cliff notes when you have audible.com? They're here to establish literate listening as a core tool for anyone seeking to be more productive, better informed, or thoughtfully entertained. See, right there, Fahrenheit 451. Imagine if that, what if we lived in that world, Cody? What if we, there would be no books because firemen would be setting them ablaze? Well, audible.com would still be in business because presumably you could still listen to them there, right? And I do know for a fact that Ray Bradbury does read Fahrenheit 451 for you. It's very old Ray Bradbury, but it's pretty awesome. That's right. Enjoy audible.com whenever all whenever all analog literature is gone at least you can listen to it yeah it's a lot easier to memorize and, and meet up by people at railroad stations no giant six-legged dog will come and attack you for having an aud an audible book all uh. right <clears throat> three two one <laughs>
everybody, and welcome to another Live Nudes episode of Board Shenanigans. As always, I am joined by the venerable Reverend Brewer, the product of over-the-counter stu- stupid pills. And I am here with Cody Jeems, who has neither the time, the training, nor the inclination for strategic thought. And I can no longer sit back and allow his communist infiltration, communist indoctrination, communist subversion, and international communist conspiracy to sap and impurify our precious bodily fluids. <laughs> And that was going to be last week's insult for you, but you were late, so I had to do a different one to make fun of you for being late. So fuck you twice. Like last week, that was two weeks ago now. Actually, it's probably going to be next week if you want to be more technical, because this is going up before it. That's right. Nobody, <laughs> We don't know how time works yet again on this podcast. A so, long-heralded board shenanigans tradition, not knowing how time works. Because I just realized that after I st- decided to do this one, I'm like, oh wait, that's not going to make any sense now that I told them that you were late, or you know, didn't show up for a recording which by the way spoiler alert people cody didn't show up for a recording that's right <laughs> hear me get bitched out about it this week and hear me get bitched out about it next week spoiler alert maybe next week anyways <laughs> it could be the week after that just tarantino cast everyone well so any th- brewer anything wonderful and or exciting happened to you well um, I mean, I could tell you what's wonderful and exciting in my life, but instead, I think we should put this time to better use by uh, coming up with new, like, sex terms and positions. Oh, okay, <laughs> so, like, what, like, the old, like, the old, uh, du- <laughs> the old Dublin meat hanger, that kind of thing? Oh, yes, what, what would the Dublin meat hanger be? Oh, we have to define it, we can't just well, leave I mean... it up to the audience's imagination. Alright, I'm gonna imagine the Dublin, the old Dublin meat hanger as where, the, as where one person is laying vertical across, across, let's say, a bed and a chair, so that he's, has two points points of attachment and his uh, and his mad meat is hanging down and then it, and then his mad meat is fondled by his chosen partner this is a multiple sex option here you can have men f- women midgets whatever wh- whatever works for you plants <laughs> ooh which i guess to make this even better what if one of us comes up with a term and the other one has to figure out what the term is that would be that would actually that... probably have made this a lot better but since it's a live nudes episode we're not going to edit that part out and you can hear us come up with it organically yes so if i was to call say it's like uh it's like oh Oh, they're over there doing the old um, Venetian blinds. <laughs> well, I would say that the old Venetian blinds would be where one partner spreads the other partner's buttocks cheeks and, proce- and proceeds to rub their knee between them to sustain e- extreme anal pleasure. No, oh, that sounds good enough for me. Now, if I were to say something like, oh, he's he's given her, which apparently takes all the mystery out of it, he's given her her the old bu- the old bulldog ja- jackhammer gr- green sheets, what would that be? Oh, the old bulldog jackhammer green sheets sheets why um that's when it's it's a lot like missionary style but but upside down and you do it to the song and dance ah (laughs) of course and by upside down i mean you're not not flipped over like you're you're kind of like one per your your head is kind of like balanced you're kind of like doing a handstand so so you're like perpendicular oh okay yeah yeah you're 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 (laughs) you're perpendicular to the bed Ah, or so, whatever you're doing it on. Um, so if so if I said that, well, no, it's was, my turn. Um, okay. Um, there. So if someone was to be doing the pile of eaten candy wrappers, they would be. Oh, that's quite simple, my dear boy. The old pile of, of eaten candy wrappers is where is where one opens up multiple condoms to apply them orally to their partner. And that's right, it can be male or female because you can't apply a female condom through your mouth. Uh, anyway, so that's where you try to apply them, but it only can happen during the month of November. So, November's coming up. Look look out for the good times, everybody. Oh, 
Okay, what do you got? All right. So if I was going to say that somebody was going to go up the old tractor beam but f- but fight against the natives, what would they be doing? Ah, well, uh, first you have to find a cornfield. Now, it's very ah. important that it's corn and not maize and not wheat because those are two different acts. First, you're fighting a cornfield. Then one person dresses up like Santa Claus, right? And then the other person, the, o- the other person has two fake arms attached to their torso. And they, which really, that's really all you need to do. But the optional part is, is uh, you, you submerge yourself, you bury yourselves in a hole in the cornfield and you fuck in the hole as Santa Claus and a, and a four-armed lady or man. Ah. <laughs> this game didn't quite throw me for the loops that you were counting on it, did you? Because you sit around thinking about this all the time, don't you? Well, I mean, you got to do something with your spare time. So, you know, I, idle hands are the devil's playground, or idle minds are the devil's swing set. Sure, why not? Sure. I'll, 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 which, you know, devil's swing set, not to be confused with um the, you know, the, the dead pixel, right? Which would be... Oh, well, the dead pixel is quite... What you're going to need is you're going to need one amputee. If you want two... If you need two amputees, then that would be the double the double uh, pixel. But uh, anyway, so you're going to need an amputee. And the whatever whatever their amputeed part is, arm, leg, nose, whatever it happens to be, it is then inserted into their partner's ear while they spin around counterclockwise. No, oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> now it has to be counterclockwise. Well, yeah, totally, because because if because if, if, if you go clockwise, you go... It, it it's um a, a it's sloppy a, it's... donkey. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Uh, how, how long are we doing this? Because I think uh, we could do this for a long time. I, I think we need at least one more. All right. So if I was to say that somebody was flipping through the old comic book and draw and dropped it on the Kremlin, what would that act be? Uh, now it's on the Kremlin, right? Not 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 on Mouse Square, right? Correct. Okay, because as we know, we don't want to know what that one is. Uh, well, uh, when you're flipping through the comic book and you drop it on the Kremlin, <clears throat> uh, first thing you have to do is you what you paint yourself. Well, one person paints them. It's a three-person thing. One person paints themselves entirely white. The other one paints themselves entirely black, and the other one paints themselves red, obviously, because <laughs> and <clears throat> and then they take turns uh, ruthlessly invading each other. And I think we all know what that means. In fact, indeed. And now, that's one, right. one thing you, that you have to remember, though, is you have to do this completely in the dark. Completely in the dark. Pitch dark. Um, blindfolds are acceptable, but, you know, o- only the noobs use blindfolds. That's right. And if you at home would like to participate, please, please leave your your preferred sexual position name in in the comments on our Facebook page, and we will do our best to guess at what it is. Ooh, what, what if we make it, you know, what if we just give them some, some positions and they give us the name? There you go. For instance, like, um, if I was to say, what you do is you take, you tr- you put on as many clothes as you can possibly wear at one time. Like, you put on as many clothes as you can wear, b- both of you, and then you proceed to fuck. What would you call that? <laughs> or, um... You cover yourself in Pepto-Bismol, and then one person takes their right hand, has to be the right hand, and and begins to fondle the other person's le- left uh, mammary gland. What would you call that? You use an, okay... First, you have to get an old blanket, preferably one you found either at, like, a, a Goodwill or, you know, um, dumpster. Whatever. Old blanket. You tie that, or you tie your, your, your arms together to each other with the old blanket, and, and then you swing, one of you swings the other one around until their genitals collide with your genitals. 
Ah, indeed. So, remember to play on our Facebook page. <laughs> yes, so there was all of that, folks. There was. So, yes? other things that have what? happened in the world... <laughs> yes? Other things so? that have happened in the world... Please tell me. Of, ...of importance to Cody <laughs> that Brewer knows nothing about because I've only been hawking it at him for ten years and he's yet to fucking ever even look at it. So, about two years ago, the big announcement came out that the Angry Video Game Nerd was going to crowdfund a movie, and it, it's been out for probably six months. It's been released. He did, he did like a little tour of it, hit it, you know, did it at some game conventions where you could view it, and it was, and by the end of 2014 was when it was supposed to get a DVD release. I haven't seen it yet because I couldn't make it any of the conventions that didn't do anything even close to where I was at, so I haven't got to see it yet, and I've been like anxiously awaiting it, and finally the other day it got, he put it up on a Vimeo, which I'd never even heard of until I signed up for an account and downloaded it from them, but yeah, I, it I was, bought... It, hmm? it was that one that was around, I think, before YouTube, but was always kind of a niche market and there now seems to be trying to get themselves into, like, the more mainstream. It's always had better quality video than YouTube has, like, for, since ever. Like, always looked better and the sound was always better, but no one put their shit on it. Well, I guess, because I guess he did, like, an exclusive deal with them to do it, because it wasn't on, like, as I was just going to do it through Amazon or something, but it wasn't anywhere but there. So, anyway, uh, and the DVD's supposed to come out whenever, but I bought I bought it and downloaded it. And I can honestly say, because Madison and I both watched it, because she, she's a fan of it. She's watched a lot of these with me, too. And I can honestly say, that was the best fan video I've ever seen in my life. It was it was really really enjoyable. So if you like the AVGN stuff, you're gonna like this. If you if you followed it and watched it, you're there's you're gonna like this. There's no way getting around it. It does the perfect amount of fan service. But the coolest thing I thought about it, he was showing his panties right. Um, he got together with the with the girl you always hoped him to be. Um, you know right that kind of thing. Well, it, it okay. The, the coolest thing about the guy that does him is he's legitimately he was a film editor and then he started doing these and it kind of took off and it kind of has become his career. But he's got a le legitimate genuine love of film and he makes he makes his own movies he does other movies besides this this just happens to be the thing that caught fire but uh he has a genuine love of cinema and you see it in this and he knew he knew exactly what he could do with the budget because he got like three hundred thousand dollars to make this movie from all like from crowdfunded and part of it was his money and you know, and it really really shows that he, he knew okay i can't make this better than this so we're gonna kind of go b movie here but man it was it was genuinely genuinely enjoyable i uh I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed enjoyed it. And like I said, if you if you like his stuff, you're probably gonna like this. But for for waiting on it and for donating to it and for being, you know, for really, really wanting it to happen and finally seeing it, it it's it's really cool. And it was kind of a cool thing to me from just from the aspect of, you know, I remember when his shit came out and I really liked it and I've been following him for a long time and it's kinda cool when you see somebody that's genuinely just a nobody that got famous as an internet celebrity and here's the movie that I released and it's all their own content it's it's pretty awesome to me just from an, a groundbreaking standpoint and the best part it didn't suck it was fucking funny and you really and I really really enjoyed it I've watched it like three times already so that happened and that made me extremely happy in the world mm. now 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 if only you know pure Onages movie comes out sometime soon and then <laughs> then we can die happy am I right which don't worry folks that have been following this other than me um don't worry me they are doing it and it's in process of working and I I can't wait. They they do streams. <laughs> me, I don't. I'm talking to myself because I don't know if anybody else knows or cares. Um, so when I'm listening to this, um, I should go remember to look at their Twitch account to see if they're streaming. I, I definitely th like as much as I love them. I I, I think that my ABGN is your is your peer. I, I definitely think that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little. I think the movie's gonna be awesome, um, the Onage one. But I'm a little worried because I know there's gonna be a couple little ch 
changes and things. Um, but all in all, it's you know it's supposed to follow the the online story more than it did the TV series one, the one that they did in Canada on the on the on the boob tube opposed to the internet. Um, so I don't know. Like I know the master is not going to be in it for a couple reasons. One because the voice of him died. <laughs> Damn you, Grim Reaper, taking another one from us before he can finish a movie. Who do you think you are? <laughs> ah, fuck you. See, this is that, that alone is proof that there is no God. Because that guy was a preacher, for even. So he should have obviously lived. Um, but yeah, so there you go. Uh, yeah, I guess, I don't know, I guess when you buy it, you know, next time you're in town, I could always watch it with you, and it, I could see, I can see if it, if it drives me to, to a fervor to, to go through and start, um, I don't know, wear, wearing the shirts he does, and carrying around that little stick that he always does, and, you know, drinking his favorite brand of, uh, Diet Mr. Pib, and, um, you know, putting on, putting on a beanie that has a picture of a thumbs up sign that's going into an apple, and uh, I'm just making up things, that I have no clue what he does. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know. It was pretty obvious. I was actually going to be really impressed if, like, start drinking that kind of beer he does, because I was going to be impressed. I was like, oh, wow, you may have actually watched one since I talked to you about it last. <laughs> um, but that, that was probably one of the coolest things that I've seen, because, you know, as told last week, or, I guess, stay tuned next week. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit however, better. <laughs> however it works. Um, well, because this wouldn't be live nudes if it was going up next week. Well, I, I mean, I guess it could still be, because they don't know when we're recording this. And, and besides, hey, Cody, what's the date that this is being recorded <laughs> it's gonna be 14 10 12 because we all know what that means to you if we get that wrong <laughs> and that'll be really funny for next week so what what uh let's what just we... do spoiler cast let's just spoil everything we talk about next week so one thing that, that did come up in the last episode and since this is a month-long thing you're gonna hear about it probably at least one or two more times um so as you know, as with every Halloween, I try and do a Hall Hall or how to do a horror movie a day. And uh, so Madison and I have been watching some, and a uh, couple notables we have so far. And actually, I've got a I've got a thing here. Um, a couple of the notables from this week so far have been uh, we did Ginger Snaps, which if nobody's ever seen those, that series is actually surprisingly enjoyable for all three movies. It's I think it's Ginger Snaps, Ginger Snaps Return, and Ginger Snaps Back. I think that's the, the three of them. Um, um but it sounds about right. I think I might only have seen two of them. But it's essentially like pre or it's teenage girls and they go werewolf and they turn into werewolves. But the cool thing about no no about they go werewolf yes they <laughs> go that's werewolf. what that's what all the hip teenage girls are calling it nowadays like oh Becky have you gone werewolf yeah it's like oh yeah I totally did you know last night. <laughs> But it's it's a really, really cool movie because it kind of goes about it in a different way. It doesn't pander at you so much as a teen, from a teen girl standpoint. And honestly, I maintain... Okay, I, like teen girls. I maintain that this movie would have got... Because the first one, I maintain this series probably would have been a lot bigger had it not happened right in the middle of Columbine when everybody was freaking about vi freaking out about violence in schools. And I guess when you have Werewolves a werewolf... In schools. Well, I guess when you have a werewolf eating someone's throat in a school, that just, you know, that, that makes mothers worry about, like, High capacity werewolves. No, you know, you know, uh, you know Michael J. Fox never ate anyone's throat in, a, in school. <laughs> Bring back responsible werewolf control. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. I mean, he was perfectly fine. But uh, one thing, because Madison, Madison watched it, like she really dug it, because she's watched she's watched a couple of these with me. She's never seen the first one. She's seen the sequel and she's seen the the prequel one, which I think is the first one we ever saw. And they all they're all pretty good. This is definitely the best of them. But we watched it and she really really dug it, like quite a bit. And I, it definitely shows because it. It was written by a woman, and I think it was directed by one as well, but it definitely kind of shows the girl's side of it a little differently, and you get a female perspective, which I enjoy. Um, I, I, I just kind of enjoy getting a different a different side of things, but, uh... 
I think that's an... sexist, Cody, saying that only a woman could write from a woman's point of view. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Yeah. yeah, come on, Joss Whedon did a great job at it in Buffy. Any, anyhow, so we watched it, and it was it, genuinely these, I think they were unknown actresses at the time, and they did a really good job as kind of being the outcasts, and it was just, gen it was good child actors. It was genuinely good child actors. And it was uh, it was a great example of that caught that great horror movie cliche, where there's some great build-up to where you finally see the monster, and you see the monster, and you're like, aww, that's it. Eh. And Madison Well, I thought you meant like, oh, it's so cute. I well, love it's, monsters. It's like, really? We've been warning around trying to stay away from that? That, uh. And it's all, it's all, it's, it's that thing where it's like, you know they want to do the big reveal, and then, boom, there it is. Okay. Now, Oop, there it is. Now, now the, re the reason I bring that up is because we watched it, we've, you know, we've been watching one every day as we can, and one of the other movies we watched was Children of the Corn. She'd never seen it. I figured, eh, it's okay. Yeah, we'll watch it. That is a great example of, again, the ending. The ending in it is stupid. Like, really, Children of the Corn's a good movie for about the first 45 minutes. Great atmosphere, creepy kids, oh man, what's gonna happen? This is fucked up. And so you're then, saying it's a lot like my review of Looper? Well, yeah, basically. And then you start seeing a lot of the child actors. And there's the really, really good one, and there's the ones that are horrible. And that really, to the point where they're not even scary. They're just funny. This isn't even scary at all. You're just really pathetic. So, so you're saying it should have been like, you know, men of the corn or adults of the corn? Geriatrics of the corn! I'm saying if you're gonna have... No, I like geriatrics of the corn. If you're gonna have... Child actors in your horror movie, you need to have good child actors in your horror movie. And I think I even could get past the fact of bad child actors if the end didn't suck so bad. And I, I, I really, that's a big thing to me. And I, I've noticed that a lot. Because I, I realize you got to take the caveat of grain of salt for every one fantastic horror movie. There's a lot of really Phantasm? shitty, shitty ones. And that's that's the thing that I think Madison's finally realizing because I think we've kind of hit all the really good ones for the last because I mean, we've been get, you know for every year I'm trying to hit better ones and we've hit a lot of the really good ones and then you kind of wind up with like oh man it's fucking Wednesday and I'm just gonna pick something because I don't have a lot of time to look for one and then you wind up with pieces of film like The Invisible Invaders. Now I know it's a B movie. I know it's a creature feature from the 1960s. I knew what I was getting into. Whenever whenever Invisible Alien inhabit so, oh, the dead so, the dead bodies you kind of know what you're getting as a film like, so in other words, it's, it's like snakes on a plane like the title is telling you really everything you needed to know it, basically i mean the only way it could have been any different was like invisible invaders and in, you know possess your dead i mean that that literally could have that would have been the the whole movie and there's it, an exclamation mark at the end of that right uh, i think there is on invisible i think oh, so. you, <laughs> it, it, but, you you know you can't you watch that and you're that's like, how you know it's a good movie Cody, if there's an exclamation mark in the title. Now, don't get me wrong. I like creature features. I like the Godzillas, and I like the Day the Earth Stood Stills, and I like, you know, Attack of the 50-Foot Woman. I like those movies. You know what you're getting into. Like, you, you can't take them as... You can't take them in this whole, like, serious thing. I mean, come on. With a movie name like, you know, with a movie name like that, you pretty much know what you're up against. But it, it's, it's just such... 
that one, because I actually, I was like, ah, okay, and you get it, and I, I liked the buildup in this one, I really did. It had the foreboding alien that came and's like, I possessed your friend, and I'm here to warn you of Earth's, you know, dastardly deeds and them, you know, messing with the nuclear power, and, you know, you need to submit to us. It had that whole buildup, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm kind of in on this, this sounds pretty cool. And then you know how they beat the, you know how they beat the aliens? Water. Like, you want me to spoil it for you? Um. They they sprayed plastic on them so that they wouldn't come out of the pores of the possessed dead. Like, they couldn't leave, and they could, fi they could find them easily. And then it was, like, radiation that was what caused them to be invisible. So once, once they stopped the radiation field, then they could just shoot them. So their only weapon was they were invisible. They weren't anything different. None of oh, their weapons. The invisible man's only invisible <laughs> weapon is, is being invisible. Man. Yeah, but the invi but like the invisible man was an amazing movie. That was a great movie. I mean, H. G. Wells was awesome in this. But like in this one, nah, not so much. So I guess really like your act acting is important. Like it's and because there was a really bad child actor in this one too. Like horrible. Like one of the worst I've ever seen. Not but quite. See, so Cody, if you're not gonna let bad child actors in horror movies what will they act in <laughs> Pretty much. We, I, we we have to think of the children, Cody. You too, with for only the price of a cup of coffee, you too can keep a keep a bad child actor in a horror movie. I guess what we're saying here is I'm fine with B movies. Don't get me wrong. Like I like a good B movie. You know, they kinda you know what you're getting into. Okay, that's fine. The acting's never perfect. I mean, I like Plan 9 from Outer Space. I like those movies. I do. I, I can't I'm not throwing stones at them. But maybe, just maybe, as horror movie fans, we could demand a little bit more from it just so it's not so goddamn cheesy and even and even if it is cheesy even if it's a cheesy movie maybe if the story's pretty decent i mean come on that that at least helps because there's nothing that frustrates me more than that like last 30 minutes when it just kind of piddles down and you're like yeah okay i'm kind of we don't really oh we got the script and uh, we win I hate that. It's really frustrating, and I keep kind of running into that. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm going down the list of, like, dissenting quality here. I thoroughly enjoyed Ginger Snaps. Those are great movies. But so the... Are you telling me that, that this B-movie didn't live up to the buzz, honey? No, it didn't. I, I actually kind of got stung by it. Oh, I, I got you. So, it's it just, just one of those things. So, I guess as you proceed this Halloween, and you see and you see the horror movie that looks like it'll be mostly satisfying, tread with caution, because if ever there's a genre that's more likely to disappoint your expectations than any other, I would have to say it's the horror movie genre. I, I would say so, yeah. Um, that's probably that's probably a very valid one. I mean, I've watched a couple really bad ones just because it's like, oh, hey, I like that person, and they're hardly in anything. Um, I'm going to watch it. Like, oh, recently I watched one with, um, uh, more people are going to know him as the guy, is the astronaut from Farscape, but he was also in Stargate. Um, I watched one with him in it because he hasn't been in, any, in anything in a while. But, yeah, it was it was horribly bad. Horribly, horribly bad. And you just, you know, well, though, I mean, I knew that going into it. One, it didn't sound like it was going to be good. And two, it was, you know, Know, a sci-fi original. Yeah, that's I generally mean. the death kiss. I don't know. It just seems like for every for every charmer of kind of a you know low budget flick, there's for every one of those diamonds in the rough. You really there's a lot of rough. It's a whole lot of rough. <laughs> Quit barking at me about it. Uh, which I guess other I guess other since I'm hawking movies right now. Um, uh, other, apparently in, in in Cody's horror movie or in Cody, Cody's <laughs> here comes Hawkman. <laughs> in, in fact, indeed. Uh, but did since you, I, since did you I enjoy have, that per 
our pre-intro? I, I did, and I remember it. I don't know if they'll remember it or have a clue of the context, because I don't know if it'll make it into the final cut. But what should make it into the final cut, into your into your viewing pleasure, Um, I, f I actually found this really, and I found it on Netflix, and I did a little research on it because I was just thoroughly impressed with it, and if, by God, if I like something, I have to know more details about it. I mean, God, it's, I like Brewer, and imagine the details I know about him. Oh, God, you don't even know. Like, well, I mean, he knows. You, you, the listener, doesn't know. But, uh, there's this movie with Frank Sinatra I watched called Suddenly. It came out in 1954. Now, the cool thing about it is the copyright has expired on this, so you can find this on YouTube. Like, it, there's no copyright on this. It just happened to be on... I mean, if it's on Netflix, I'm sure it's on Hulu. I'm sure it's on Crackle. Wherever you want to go watch it. And I say watch this film. I want to watch it at the cinema. Can I go to the cinema and watch it? You might be able to, because I bet they could get it on the cheap. Um, but since, since there's no copyright or anything... It's, it's, you know, it's free for whatever. Now, pretty much the plot of it's very similar to The Manchurian Candidate, and if you hadn't seen The Manchurian Candidate, what are you doing? Finish this episode, and then immediately go watch it, because, by God, it's a goddamn great movie. Now, this one's ba it pretty much follows the plot of a ex-military vet, and he kidnaps several people to try and shoot the president. It's that neo-noir uh, film style. It's got a pretty cool little twist ending, but, man, it's... It's probably the best hour, I think it's an hour and 15 minutes. It's not a very long movie. But, like, I just kind of, I just saw it on Netflix, and I was like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. And I was like, I'll probably watch part of it and fall asleep. I, I could, I just, like, could not get my eyes off of it. It was such a fucking great movie. So, if, if you want something different to watch, or if you enjoy the noir, or you like Frank Sinatra, or... Highly recommended. It's called Suddenly Great Movie. Now, is it a musical about him trying to kill the president? No, it's just it's just straight. Frank Sinatra didn't just do music stuff. Like he did a lot of straight. He did a lot of movies where he just acted. Well, I just thought it'd be awesome if he was like Rudy Toot Jack Baby killing the president. Uh, he actually had this really really cool speech about um like prior prior uh people that had killed the president. You know, like Booth and I think it was Jameson or Johnson that killed Garfield and you know, you know he kind of went and this was pre Kennedy. So, like, there was only the three prior to this movie, but he kind of went through and talked about it. And, of course, me being the gun nerd that I am, it had some amazing firearm dialogue. I mean, his uh, his sniper rifle that he picked was a was a Ginyor 43, which is, was, like, a very small production German World War II-era rifle that was kind of, that kind of had some issues. But, you know, it's one of those that's not that common, and, frankly, I you, you know it was a product of its time, because I think, I'm sure in 54 you could get them a lot cheaper than you could now because I think now they're insanely expensive. So it's it's a, it's a pretty rare you know gun and there's just some really cool dialogue dedicated to it and I always get off on that one and there's like legitimate like real dialogue not like yeah the gun that zips and zangs and you know can shoot 400 ma million yards. I always hate that shit. So whenever there's actual legit dialogue, I always enjoy it. But anyway, did it make unnecessary noises that I wasn't supposed to make? I actually don't know that there were any unnecessary. It's because I think this is in the era before there was like click clack. I think, I think back in the 50s really the only unnecessary noise you had from a gun was the, you know, the ricochet, the, the pew! Yeah, I think that was the only one you had. I mean, there, there was a whole lot of, like, shooting shooting from the T-Rex pose, which, you know, if you're unfamiliar with that, that's where instead of actually That's where you aiming, hold, like, two guns, like, up to your nipples and shoot? No, no, that's where you, like, don't even <laughs> extend your arm at all, where you shoot with your with your hand at your side and basically shoot straight from the hip. There was a lot of that. Which, uh, yeah, like, 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 mobsters shooting from 
from the hip style. Like, yeah. man, she, I'm gonna put you in the drink. Plus the uh, the cool part was I'm gonna ma- get my gat and fill you full of full holes. Plus, like one of the other cool parts was like uh, um, freaking Frank Sinatra's like sidearm that he carried was a 1903 Colt Colt Auto, which is really funny because it's like a, it's a 32 caliber 32 caliber pistol, and they're not particularly known for knockdown power. So it's just really funny. Like he shot a guy once and killed him, which is kind of funny. And to he me, like and he flew against the wall, right? No, he just oh. fell over. But it, anyway, good movie, really, really good movie. Highly recommended. Honestly, I think of everything I well, other than the AVGN movie, this was definitely way up there because I've watched a crap load of movies. Yeah, yeah. And as we hear, as we know at Borchang, is we love reviewing movies. The older, the better. Pretty much. I don't know. This has this has nothing to do with anything other than the fact that I talked about it once before. Topper was on again TV, and I watched it. Do you remember that episode where I reviewed that old movie? Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> which is half the reason why I watched it again. I was like, hey, I remember re- reviewing this movie from the 40s. Well, in general, don't you kind of like older movies more than you like newer movies? I don't know. Do you? Um, I mean, I like. I guess I like good movies over bad movies, and so, which I would say most of us do. <laughs> I enjoy horrible movies. I'm a masochist. I've watched Transformers Dark of the Moon over and over again. Oh, man. Give me- well, apparently some people do like that to, to, to have, like, there be three more after it. Yeah, apparently. So they have horrible taste. You know, I like to think I have good taste in movies. I, I love Zardos. I have great taste in movies. Well, I think, I think you and I kind of enjoy the, like, ironically bad sort of shit or like so I, I do don't get me wrong I do like the so bad it's funny like I I do enjoy that like the I Troll 2 I watched it it's a horrible movie like there's no redeeming quality about that movie other than it's so bad it's funny like I I, I do I do like those but yes I I, I think in ge- in general and this I mean because good movies existed just as much as bad movies existed in older cinema but for the, but the bad ones don't make it to this day and age pretty much like still you know, you watch, you know, I, and I was, I was telling Madison that, because we watched, one of the other ones we watched, and I think I watched this, like, last week or week before last, was we watched one, the the original Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, which is a 1922 silent movie, and we're sitting there watching it, and I was just, like, really digging on it, and, you know, it's, she's just kind of laughing at me that I would like this that much. I'm like, but this is so cool that this movie has been around for almost 100 years, and it still holds up pretty well. I mean, granted, a silent movie, you have to kind of take the whole, like, we were stage actors, and so we have to express with our bodies, so yes, they do some weird jumping around, but I mean, it's atmosphere. That's not- <laughs> it's, it's like it's like an old video game where everyone's overacting in them. Pretty much. I mean, I just I, that stuff doesn't bother me, and I I, I I feel I feel like that's the kind of thing that really works well is when you just have like. I, I guess heart and desire are harder, are a lot harder to beat than a lot of things. And, I, you know, we kind of live in, you know, because I think it's like 10,000 movies or something come out a year. I think that's the average. I heard that somewhere. And by God, I heard it once. So I'm going to say it's facts. I have a podcast. But I, I, I'm I, skeptical of that. There, I did my duty. But, I, you know, I, I, I know the number's very high of like how many movies come out a year. But whenever you look back at something that's much older where they didn't have the funding, and it was much more difficult to make. I mean, the heart and effort was a little more genuine to me. I mean, uh, you know, a lot I like this very podcast right here. Right, not everybody can have a podcast, but we try. We put genuine effort and genuine heart whenever we show up. And by God, we we, we do show our up most of the time. <laughs> we very rarely completely bail and abandon the person that helps us, that helped us build it from the ground up. Very rarely does that happen. Yes, and and if you are an archaeologist living in the future, combing through our episodes to see that slice of life that 
was known as, you know, 2014, trying to fill in a museum piece, we are talking directly to you, future people of the future. Yes, future people of the future. With, with great dialogue like that, we have to be. And and this heart right here shows our staying power. <laughs> Not a lot of listeners, but a whole lot of heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I was really just talking to hear myself talk because I wasn't sure where I was going. Well, nobody was. There were some twists. There were some turns. We went up some stairs. We went back down. Yeah, we, we went had some, last. We had some frowns. <laughs> you really liked that thing, didn't you? No, it's a little bit the exact opposite. <laughs> it it's was a lot like those horror movies you were talking about. It's so bad, but I can't let you live it down at all. I'm not gonna put that down and come over here. <laughs> Speaking of a hundred years ago, like your movie you were talking about, are you actually aware that I was talking to Jarrett today, and uh, uh, are you aware that it's been a hundred years since World War One, like this year? Yeah, it's 2014. Yeah. Yeah, and it started. In, yeah, in, in in July of 1914. Which you know, I didn't really even think about that concept. And you're like, what does this mean? Uh, apparently, Jarrett informed me that somewhere on the internet, he never gave me a location to where, but there's like something. I think he mentioned it was like a subreddit or something that is like doing like news from World War One, but on the day it would happen in this year. So it's like. It's World War One happening again, so it's huh. like news articles like, um, so maybe after this episode I might try to hunt this down and like send it to you and and you too, listeners, where you can follow World War One as it happened. That's like an that's an amazing concept. Which I think it came up because um, because <laughs> I think I was talking to Jared about the, uh, what what to, the Halloween costumes. So and, and I proposed the idea of Archduke Ferdinand again. So stay tuned for that, listeners, because that's also next week. There might actually be content next week you haven't heard yet. <laughs> yeah, live nude spoilers. Well, really, if we were live and nude, wouldn't that spoil everything for everybody? Appetites, eyesight, like gag reflexes. Um, I, I like to think of it as a present for everybody if we were live and nude for them, like in their rooms. Anybody... You know, I'm now listeners out there. Okay, so here's the scenario, right? You just got back from uh the grocery store, and you know it's it's a little late because you didn't you didn't mean to go as late in the day as you did so you know it's getting kind of late you, you come home it's probably what 9 30 ish you open the door you set your keys down on the, on the counter and you're like oh boy am i tired let me go you know take my boots off and then finish putting stuff in the refrigerator and they're sitting in your bedroom is us alive and naked aren't you just so happy with the present you just received <laughs> we're just sitting there on your bed naked staring at you Okay, okay, okay. On this ridiculous scenario, now, if you if you walked in, disheveled from a grocery store trip, you know, put through through your keys down, walked into your room, and there and there was a and there was a naked somebody. Okay, okay, fine. And there was there was a naked Ernie sitting on your in your bed. What was like, your reaction? Naked, naked Ernie and Jarrett sitting there because on on their podcast that they do. No, just just them naked, just like hanging out like it's nothing. What would your reaction be? Um, what party is happening here? <laughs> Ain't no party like a naked party. Hey ho. Oh, drop my pants. As long as they didn't yell surprise, I think I'd be good. Hey guys, what you doing? Um, thanks for the consideration. Thanks for thinking of me, but I'm not interested. <laughs> Which is, I'm assuming, what our, at least our, you know, some of our audience would say if they saw us naked in their room. Like, oh hey, thanks for thinking of me, but I've had a long day. You know, I'm a little sweaty. Uh, can we pick this up tomorrow? Now, on a similar in a similar situation, what would you do if there was there was uh, naked chicks in your room? Like, walk in and there's two like complete stranger strangers and they're completely naked. What would your reaction? Are they just sitting there naked? Yeah, what are just they doing? sitting there talking, just hanging out. Um, I would have been like, damn it, why did I have to take so long to find the eggs? They obviously just finished fucking. <laughs> If I would have only came home sooner, if I would have forgot about the eggs and came home sooner, I would have seen it. <laughs> God.
God, wouldn't that be weird? Like, everybody, take a moment with me. If you walk into your house and there's two people, whatever it is, same sex, different sex, like, fucking a plant, doesn't matter. And they're just, like, hardcore boning. Wait, wait, wait. Same sex or different sex people fucking a plant? No, Because that's like, a completely different scenario. No, 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 no. Like, like, they could be fucking a plant. Like, okay, so say you walk in and, like, you have multiple scenarios here. Like, you have, like, two chicks fucking, you walk into your house, or two guys fucking, or guy fucking a plant, or chick fucking a plant, or guy fucking a girl. Like, whatever, like, conglomeration of who's fucking who. Hell, maybe everybody's fucking everybody and it's an orgy. What would your reaction be if you walked into your house and you just, like, noticed that? Like, people broke into your house just to fuck on your bed. Well, um, a chick fucking a plant interests me the most, and not because it's a... (laughs) (laughs) Show your work! I it was until you started laughing at me. A chick fucking a plant interests me the most, and not because of some sort of weird mis- misogynistic thing of like, oh man, I want to see like a naked chick fucking some shit, or like, oh, let me get them titties. I want to know the logistics of what a chick has to do to fuck a plant. Now, I can understand kind of how a guy would fuck a plant. I mean, if nothing else, he could just be like, you know, cornhole in the hole, a pothole, right? Um... I mean, I can understand that. I'm not completely sure what a what a girl does to fuck a plant. And that's what interests me the most. Because, as stated in this thing, the girl is fucking the plant. The plant is not fucking the girl. So, that... <laughs> I, I would comment... It, it, I, I would be very quiet if I saw that. I like how that's the hinge you decide to pin this on. Like... <laughs> okay, well, Mr. Silent about the matter, you tell me what your situation's all... First, let's start at the beginning. You see Ernie and Jarrett naked in your house. <laughs> Honestly, I think I'd just fucking laugh my ass off, because that'd be definitely unexpected. Like, oh, my friends, and they're here naked to see me. Probably very similar to your reaction, though. Like, well, thanks, guys. I appreciate the offer, but we can just hang out with our clothes on. It's like, no, man, we're going to rock out with our cocks out. That's just a saying. <laughs> <laughs> we're stranger yet. I, I, I'm like, oh, yeah, we are. And I reach up to a bin and pull a chicken out. <laughs> Okay, okay, so now now you now you walk into your house and there are two complete strangers talking on your bed. Um what do you think it's like an early Christmas present for Madison? Uh no, I think that'd definitely be one of those like, alright, y'all are gonna have to leave because I'm inevitably gonna get blamed for this, no matter how I try like all the explaining in the world is not gonna get me out of this, so are, are, are you saying like in all the bedrooms and all the towns and all the worlds and they had to come stumbling into yours? Pretty much, yeah. Um or maybe it'd be <laughs> Quit a, looking well, at me, kids? <laughs> or maybe it'd at least be a polite like, well, y'all finish up and get out. Oh, Alright, now there's now there's an orgy of like men fucking men and ladies fucking ladies and ladies and men's fucking and, and some lady fucking a plant. <laughs> now what is your reaction? <laughs> Grab the phone, film it till the end, make some money on it on on you porn. <laughs> What does the the concept of a lady fucking a plant not fill your mind with? Is that one of the things that we brought up in the at the beginning of this episode? A lady fucking a plant. You listeners out there, name that lady fucking plant. Ladies out there that are listening to this, if you haven't stopped by now, could you please tell us what you would do to a plant to fuck it? Better yet, send us a video, or you know, you can just send us audio. Sketches, sketches are appropriate. Um, well, the um, best I've found do, is do you know how to signal with flag. Here's here's an anime where a, a tree fucks a chick. That's the best I can. No. Oh. Yes, board shenanigans for your porn updates. That's right. We didn't intend to talk about fucking, but by God, we're gonna. Do you ever intend to talk about fucking? No, fucking just comes to you. You don't really come to talk about it. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's the fuck the world needed, not the fuck that it wanted. Huh. So you were gonna uh, talk about googling yourself? Oh yes, I, 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 you know, I was originally gonna because this is live nudes. Um, I'm just gonna ignore any semblance of a good, good show format. Um, I was really hoping like Cody was gonna rant about something, and I was just gonna interrupt him by being very angry. 
but that didn't happen. So imagine that in your mind of the show being better. Cody was in a good mood about something. What the hell? This was something we did a long time ago. Um, <laughs> why don't we Google ourselves again, Cody? <laughs> and what? actually have this make it into an episode. All right, well, let me do that. Because this could be fun. Well, whenever I Google myself, I get my Facebook page. I get the Board Shenanigans Facebook page. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm getting a lot of Board Shenanigans I, here. I, I get my... Which is uh, nice. I get my shit at uh, Texas Fandom. And I get my and I get my uh, ebook. So I get my stuff on the first page. What, hey, who, who the fuck is this guy? As we all know, I am Ryan S. Brewer. As we all are well known of. There's some other fucking guy using my ass. Who the fuck is this guy using my ass? Asshole. I, asshole, in fact. Well, I think what you might have been looking for that didn't happen, which I guess I am well known enough in internet circles, there's actually a gay porn star named Cody James, and that used to come up whenever I googled myself, but you gotta go about three pages deep to see that. <laughs> Are you sure it's not you, Cody? Why is this the end? <laughs> so, also when I google myself, I find, um, mini ep- Hey, what- I'm finding us on apparently a website. What? I'm, yes! Um, hey! Hey, what's what's up with this, Cody? I found our episodes somewhere that I didn't know we had them because because I'm sitting here looking. I'm like, why does it come with come up with the episode Ophiuchus? Do you remember that episode, people? <laughs> huh. well, and I'm like, there's hey, look, there's us getting to know our evil twins on some website called M MP3 Jungles. Well, apparently so, we're huh. we're on it. So listeners out there, um, if you don't if you don't like iTunes and uh, you don't want to go to the archive.org page of us or get our episodes from our website, you can go to um uh, MP3. Uh, to, to get us. Huh. Oh, other place you can go to get us that I meant to hawk before right now. We're on Stitcher now. That's right. Board Shenanigans has transcended the normal avenues of podcasting and we are now on Stitcher. That's right. So if you have if you have a Windows phone and or you have or you have a, a uh whatever the android phone and you or you just just openly hate iTunes or you just have an android or you openly and you openly hate iTunes uh the yes, what you wait, can I'm do listening. is you can go to Stitcher download their app and uh -huh. listen and listen to us that's right board shenanigans partners with Stitcher to bring you more more amazing podcast experience so that's free that's for all of you guys out there without an iPhone that want to listen to us via your phone really cc more than anybody or go to mp3jungles.com apparently cuz i don't know how you really find it. It doesn't look particularly organized, but you can find us there. Uh, I don't care. Maybe someone's actually getting us through here. That's kind of funny. Well, the more you know. <laughs> right? I don't know how to segue out of this because I didn't know it was going to happen. Oh, God. What do I do? Well, I have an interesting I have an interesting segue that has nothing to do... Hey, man! I have another topic to talk about. Well, it seems that the um, imminent evil in our time has successfully taken down another member. That's right. You've all heard about it on the radio and on the news and, and, you know, and in the and in the newspaper and on the internet and and everywhere you could possibly look at you've se you've seen the horrors and the nefarious deeds that isis has caused well they they have claimed another victim that's right for all of you out there that are fans of archer you know that he that his that his uh, agency he works for is called isis the international secret intelligence service well as of season six they are he isis will no longer be included at all in any of the episodes they're not going to go retroactive and get rid of anything else but from from the uh from the creators of the show they decided that it's kind of going to be a conflict of interest and they just don't think they're going to address it anymore uh the 
one, they're not just going to change their organization's name. They're not going to be become like the Phoenix Foundation or something. Well, one of the well, they actually I think it's going to integrate with the CIA is what they said they're going to do. But the, with the interview they released, the one I read is they said that um the the, the way that uh the way that people were saying you know they kind of were getting some you know from the fans at Comic Con were like hey why don't you just you know go after it like the way that say South Park would and their response was you know South Park would say hey these assholes stole our name but that's not really the way our universe works and we're just going to kind of go around it and we you know we notice this might be a thing around season four and we're just gonna kind of neatly step aside from it which i thought was kind of disappointing but i understand the decision so once again we are once again we are bowing to the terrorists they have directly impacted everybody Cody, you've been terrorized i have i have been terrorized by people have your towers been knocked down cody they have they have destroyed one of my adult cartoons that i love it's in fact it's destroyed more than that this is one of the key they crashed your plane? <laughs> they have strapped the bombs to themselves and committed blatant jihad on one of my wife and I's favorite shows to watch together. So they have they have directly attacked my family, and I will not stand for it. Do you feel like a five-sided building right now? I do, in fact. I, I, I feel that some, like, nothing is let's roll in my way here. I feel that the box cutters are at my neck, and, the, and that they're just creating all kinds of atrocities. Oh, God, Cody. Now, I went about it this way because I don't know a better way to go about it. But if you haven't noticed, there is an insane amount of propaganda about, about the ISIS that is happening in Syria. You've all seen it. Hell, we're bombing them right now. So, well, as we should be, apparently, you just have been terrorized. You just lost someone to the war on terror, Cody. All, all I'm going to say, I'm not going to open up a big fucking political can of worms right now. I'm really not. But I'm using this to minorly sprinkle my... All my point is, is maybe, just maybe... There's another agenda here, and even more than that, is the propaganda just a little much? Is Are we maybe going overboard with this? Are we maybe buying into it and letting terrorists, as we so lovingly call them, are we... Kind know, don't you miss anarchists? Are, are we... Or communists? Um, well, you know, like they used to be called anarchists back in World War One, as we just talked about. I, I just find I just find that there has been an insane amount of push and overreaction to something that I don't know is necessarily a thing. And I know I can hear the uproar right now, where it's like, "Oh my God, you don't believe the government and the horrors they're rotting and the people they're killing." No, I don't. And I don't know that you necessarily should either. Just maybe think about it for a minute, because if everybody everywhere is unitedly telling you one thing. Is that always the way that it is? I, I I don't really know, and I'm I'm a little fed up with the overreaction that is the ISIS or the ISIL, whichever of the two names you want to prefer. I'm a little over, a little. I know it looks like is is to me. A little annoyed about all of that. So, and this is just such a trivial thing they ha that has Im been impacted, but I kind of think it's bullshit across them. Anyway, well, see, I I don't see Cody. I don't think I've noticed any propaganda. I mean, I've never seen, I haven't seen any posters plastered on any walls with. You know, catchy slogans up on top of them with with you know a, a monochromatic color scheme. Um, I I've, I've you know I haven't seen anyone saying hey you down there to me. So I mean this is all obviously very true. No one's asked me to buy war bonds at all. 
So I don't think there is any propaganda here. It must be true, because I know what propaganda looks like. I've made it before. Because <laughs> Fox News has nothing to do with propaganda. No. Uh, you know, if they had, you know, more basic color palette and um, only spoken, you know, slogans. Well, well, okay, they got that one. But, you know, it's a little hard to tell if it's propaganda or Frank Miller sometimes. Um, so remember that. You could just be watching Sin City. No, I, I, def I guarantee you that this will be an episode later. Just kind of over kind of overflowing. I've been trying to hold my tongue on it. That's that's it. I'll let it go. Well, that's a thing. As always happens in making an episode, um we, we generally forget what we're going to talk about until, you know, five minutes before we do it. And, you know, when live nude comes along, we really don't know what we're going to talk about. So the easiest way to do it, Cody, I don't know I don't know about you, my prep time, when it doesn't involve, you know, in, invoking any sort of um, ancient mysticism, is, is to just go through old Skype messages to see if we said something that we forgot to talk about. And in the process of doing this, I was incredibly confused by the most of every... Like, for instance, for whatever reason... Cody typed these words in into Skype. Sweet and sour, tampon, still fuck. What does that mean? <laughs> I have no clue what that has to do with anything. But apparently that had something to do with some episode we were gonna do in the future in the past. But Yeah, there has definitely been a lot of that as you go through the old episodes trying to see things that you may have missed on topics. And uh I, I definitely write in my own shorthand. And sometimes, what the hell? Like, what what does this mean? Is this in English? Like, I see words. Like, the word stripper comes up a lot more more often than you would think. <laughs> um, and some of these I can kind of figure out, like, I came across some really strange things, but then after further inspecting, it apparently came from when we did Jesus' cunt. Well, we actually didn't do Jesus' cunt, because we haven't found a, a, you know, a Jesus we can fuck yet. Um, if you don't remember that, folks. Still looking. Fuckable Jesus hunt, 24. 14. Well, like for instance, here, here's a sentence. Um, is Cody antisocial? We talked about it, but never did it. Iced coffee. I don't know if those the iced coffee and us talking about Cody being antisocial have anything to do with each other. The one that the one that created the most confusion for me was uh I, I guess whenever somebody like somebody else was using our Skype account, and it consisted of things like Dave Matthews Band, Dane Cook, Coors Light, uh, the amount of books you've read is less than the amount of cell phones you've owned. Uh, what like that kind of thing? It, it took me a minute to figure out what the context of that one was. We said the word asterisk back and forth to each other for a while. Uh, we said mirha at each other, which yeah, mirha. <laughs> <laughs> that was a running gag for a while. Like <laughs> my favorite running gag was us sending random things to other people in our Skype account, but nobody decided to, like, even respond at all, so that died. And then Brewer off- and then I've seen it multiple times, Brewer would say, if I were king of the forest, I-, I apparently he's a, uh, you know, a lion that needs some courage. I, I occasionally still send people random stuff. I sent Jared recently, hey, sexy lady. <laughs> I forgot this insult. Everybody's favorite panty-sniffering cock goblin hog goblin. That's funny to me. Because, yeah, because sometimes Cody fucks up and, and sends his insult to me in Skype, so I know it already. Ugh. Actually, I have no clue what is happening in this. A apparently, I didn't answer, I'm assuming. Actually, no, apparently I called you, and then you hung up, and then you said, Answer, answer you hairless ape, Catholic? <laughs> <laughs> Which apparently confused me, and my response was, Kool-Aid? Feta cheese? <laughs> Boathouse! Mother Goose! <laughs> 
Whore Island. All of these were questions about Whore Island. That was apparently a statement of fact. We had like 20, 20 back and forth conversations of, I said you, your microphone sounded fuzzy and weird, and then we fuzzy and weirded at each other for a while. <laughs> like we just said the words fuzzy and weird back and forth <laughs> yeah. each other? Does anybody else ever do this on things? Like look at old emails or look at old text messages and just really not know the context of this, the conversation? Um, <laughs> I don't know if they can answer you, Cody, so I'm just going to answer for them. Yes, yes, I think they do. Um, I'm doing this right now, so there's there's that. You know, the NSA has to be really confused by this, because it's like, nothing, 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 strippers, Bible verse, Bible verse, strippers, porn, porn link, more strippers, more porn links, comic books, government stuff, more Bible verses, I mean... Uh, apparently, you, I don't know what you were... You were heckling me or something here. Um, Today? Uh, or, I don't know. Uh, uh, now she's here. Cut it. Do it now. Better. Uh, stay in, in lines. Don't be distracted. Focus. Cut better. No, not there. Dumbass. Do it better. Are you cutting yet? What's taking so long, Grandma? <laughs> Fuck you, H. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Mm. So, yeah. Look at your own ass. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah, that's right. I sent you a picture of your own ass once. Uh, apparently, I thought you said Gongam style gremlins at one point in time, which conjures up images that are only. Um, horrible and awesome. That's one of those things that only our generation will un only people that were here during the fad will understand what a go Gong Gongam style, gremlins? style gremlins. So you archaeologists are gonna be straight confused, aren't you? That are that are listening to this, you know, to fill up their museum. Um, don't worry, we'll we'll remember you, you anthropologists of the future. What was your favorite Gongam style parody, Cody? I liked the Romney one, but honestly, my favorite <laughs> my good. favorite my favorite one was the uh, Kim Jong style, the Kim Jong Il style. Oh yeah, I think it was the first. One probably, that was yeah. that. I thought it's just it's so wrong. <laughs> I love it. So uh, that was pretty good. There was a Minecraft one that was actually done really well. Romney style was pretty damn funny, which has so much like contextual stuff to it that you're like, even when it came out, it was a little like, really, Mitt Romney? That's who you're gonna make fun of? I mean, I think Romney was kind of overly done then, but hey guys, you remember Mitt Romney? Is that relevant at all? <laughs> Should we talk about more like outdated political stuff? John Kerry just qu keeps changing his mind on topics. Oh, don't you hate him for that? Oh God, what was what was the guy that yelped? Howard Dean. Remember when Howard Dean yelped? Oh boy, do I. You don't remember this and at all, do you? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna look up a video. I don't know if this is content for the show at all now. He's like, I'm just gonna fill time while Cody looks up a picture of uh, this video. Um, yo do do do, I'm stung for time. Cody's googling an old political video, video, there. and I'm stalling for time. Well, while you're stalling for time, another thing that I can bring up that's of utmost importance to our listeners, because this episode is just constant great high-end content. Um. <clears throat> So anybody, which I don't know how familiar you kids are with the punk rocks, but uh, there's this really, really good band called Against Me, and they got a whole lot of press like two years ago because their lead, their lead singer uh, actually ha had a sex change. So uh, now his name is Laura, and I think his name was Thomas Pryor, but um, anywho, yeah, it's Laura Jane now, and uh, prior to that it was Thomas something. But anyway, um, I finally, their newest album post him having, like, post-operation. <laughs> Sorry, I was yelped. I'm not laughing at transgender rights. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, so, <laughs> I told you. But, uh, anyway, so, his, the album that came out, like, it came out in, in uh, January, and it's the first one 
post post uh, him having the operation and uh it's called it's called transgender Dys- dysorphia blues and it's really really interesting because a lot of the album focuses on being a woman trapped in a man's body in his journey to decide to go ahead and go ahead with the operation and have the gender reassignment stuff and honestly just from an artistic standpoint it's super interesting and it's a good album i mean i don't know you have to like this kind of music i think to like to dig it i mean honestly as far as modern punk bands go like against me is definitely one of the better ones i mean they're gonna be around for a long time they're they're a good band but this is just just from a concept and just from the for everything that's involved and you can really feel you can really feel like the journey involved with it so if you want to if you want to hear the probably one of the most unique stories i've ever heard as an album or just that kind of thing highly recommend it, it it's it's very very much worth it it's really different i mean it's i not really a thing that you normally hear but I I thoroughly enjoyed it and frankly I guess I'll take my I'll take my uh, band singers where they're the gender that they prefer to be so I I don't know I, I I recommend it I dug it it was something a little different since I'm apparently reviewing everything I've done media wise for the fucking year I like so so Cody like what do you, what do you think of uh what, you know, have any great craps lately anything else you want to review. Hold on, let me look at the list. What else do I have? I don't know. Is there like you know how, how's your how's your ceiling fan doing? Would you like to review the quality of it? Step on any good carpet lately? Okay, 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 Ca- Captain Smartass. What what exactly what exactly would we have uh would we have talked about had had I not had con? Oh, well, I'm sure I could have came up with something. I mean, we could have just named more sex positions for an hour and a half. Because <laughs> people love it when we list things for an hour, right? Well, don't they? I mean, I thought that was why they I thought that was why they came. You know, realistically, if it's not the reason they came, um, well, then we need to do a better job next time because I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, it's never happened to me before. Um... <laughs> Oh uh, well, I know I know that we're uh, miss you're missing the uh, final finale of Walking Dead right now. Like, do you want to or the season premiere? Of Whoever, it, whatever. <laughs> you know the the final finale or just a new season starting. Same thing. I don't know. Like I, I don't I don't know how these things work. Um. Well, you know, in this day of digital media, I'm not actually missing it. It is being it is being taped. Though using the term taped is kind of a misnomer nowadays, seeing as how it's being uh, you know etched into a magnetic disc, transcribed, saved. What what is the modern equivalent for putting something onto you know, a hard drive of a DVR. What do you say? You you deaved it? Um, this is not important at all. Unless, because Cody apparently doesn't want to play. So, um, yes, that is being currently recorded right now. If you want, I could review it next episode. Well, are we excited? Are you going to tell me anything, like, useful or content-related? What about the people that are watching it now? Like, what Like what are you excited to see most? Which character do you want to die most? I mean, come on, how hard far do I have to lead your hand so you can tell them about the damn show? Are you want to make fun of silly words that we don't use anymore in there but no it's all i wanted you, you will you will do you will do this the way that i direct you to do this by god I, because that's that's it if you don't do it my way i'm not gonna i'm not gonna jump on any of your jokes and random sideways no no okay well fine yeah i really i realized that i just like fucking hardcore like show nazi you i didn't really intend i know because i because i'm like i was leaving myself for an open you know a nice open topic to like you know rant about a little bit and then i'd get back to the real topic so we even had more content you know no no i'll just leave this you know <laughs> let a, a conversation grow organically about stuff and have fun 
but no, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I definitely realized what I... And I'm Cody James, the show Nazi? <laughs> yeah, I definitely realized what I did, like, right there. <laughs> Your papers, where are they? Your podcast papers? We will, we will run the show the way that I say to run the show. Yeah, I I, I know. I, I... We've also got very bad German accents. I know nothing, nothing. <laughs> there, now that we did at least one digression, I feel I can go on with the point. Um, <laughs> I like how we make fun of me for being the Nazi, and it was like, no, 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 by God, I'm gonna do this fucking random off-kilter thing, with or without you, you cocksucker. Exactly. Because I think we've established around episode 40, my job was to stop you from being serious, so I do random, random off-kilter things to keep the show light and entertaining. That's right, <laughs> Cody James dragging the show to a grinding halt since the, since episode 40. Well, I think there was a lot of grinding to halts before that, I just decided I wasn't going to let you. <laughs> so, so on, on the board shenanigans universe, I'm the villain that stops content and you're, and you're the, uh, you're the superhero that saves it? Yes, uh, yes, I'm the lone wolf striving to, you know, to protect the citizens of Podcastia from your evil tyranny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's been a while since the word podcastio was said, hasn't it? Yeah, you want to say I haven't forgotten. You want to say podcast landia on there too, just so everybody? No, I don't. <laughs> Fuck podcast landia. <laughs> it's a horrible name. That's why I gave it up. <laughs> but anywho, uh, The Walking Dead. <clears throat> uh, it, yeah, it's, it's starting up because which I'm gonna go as far as saying like the last the common thing, the new fangled way of doing TV now is you split your season in half because that's awesome um anywho but so, so the last half of it of the previous season i thought was amazing like i'm gonna go as far as saying just as good as those first like six episodes were you, spoiler alert uh the prison gets destroyed by the governor and everyone scatters so they're like wandering around on the road again and i kind of like wandering around on the road myself um you know it's not necessarily the fact that they're sitting still that i didn't like i don't know i just like the the weird the weird interaction of them you know you know day-to-day -day trying to figure out stuff and you know when you're wandering on the road there's not any time to figure out you know who's fucking who or you know who, who's being true or who doesn't even care anymore so i mean you you like it when or you can't wait till they get back on the road again you know the, the life they love making music with their friends you can't get can't wait till they get back on the road again oh yeah i because I, I, I feel the show was just born to be a, a rambling man you know trying to make a living doing the best they can oh, going places they've never been seeing things they may never see again just can't wait for them to get back on the road again walking after midnight I've, i'm pretty on walking so Theme from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Are they, they going to hit the road, Jack, and they won't come back no more, no more, no more? <clears throat> well, let's get this little convoy on the road again. They are currently captured by cannibals right now. The, our, our intrepid group of survivors have been captured by cannibals at the end of last season. And, because uh, they eventually did all get back together. And uh, one of the ca cannibals would be Tasha Yar from, from Star Trek Next Generation. So, there you go. Um, from season one of it, you know, the one that left... Yeah, so they're captured, and, and, and you know, I, I guess I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I'm trying to think. There's, I think pretty much everyone, everyone since like season from season one till now that I've wanted to die is is gone, and I'm so so happy with that. Like every one of them, I think. Yeah, all of them. All of them are gone. Is now. anybody you really really didn't want to die died? Yes. Um. Uh. The old guy Dale. Yeah. Well, I, I meant like since other. Uh, I guess though. Oh, since Dale, because <laughs> Dale was my so, Dale was so my favorite once Rick started getting all weird and emo on the farm and like started being 
being evil and stuff, or not giving fucks. I liked Dale. I was like, finally, I can, I'll believe in Dale. Dale will be the one I believe in. And then Dale dies. And it's all fucking Carl's fault. So, I mean, Carl's still there. I don't particularly like him much, but at least he's better than he was in the first seasons. Uh, Norman Reedus is still going strong. I, in fact, I think he's probably, I think there's two characters that are pretty much safe on the show, and, and it's only the two. Uh, I think Rick's safe, and I think he, and I think Norman Reedus is safe, Daryl, because I think he's too much of a favorite. I think too many people will stop watching the show if he's not on it. So, ratings keep you safe. Though, you know, if he gets killed off, Boondock Saints 3 will probably happen a lot sooner. So, six of one, half dozen another, I guess. Yeah, hopefully, I, I don't know, hopefully they, you know, keep not, hopefully people just stop fucking and, you know, because that's really the part of the story I just don't care about. It's the reason why I don't like a lot of these modern dramas. I, like I said, I just don't care who's fucking who. That that doesn't make much of a great story. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Because that only begets children. Because <laughs> inevitably someone's going to forget to put a condom on. We're going to have another kid in a show. And You know, as you've heard Cody bitched about children in, in TV shows, now you're hearing me bitch about it. So, I guess that's my thoughts on... So, as someone that has abandoned The Walking Dead, is this something that I should, should I dive back on or should I just let it go? Um, has it gotten less annoying? It might be a good, like I said, I, I feel like, you know, it's gotten... No matter how great the governor was as a villain, uh, I just didn't care about that whole Andrea subfuck story. Um, I, I feel that ever since... I feel the last season's been the strongest since since the first season. And particularly, like, those last, like I said, that last half. I don't know how, how many episodes that was. Ten, something. Um, I felt it felt more real, but also more of a show. Um, so, I, I mean, those would be the ones I'd say to test, for sure. Like I said, I'm sure the characters you disliked were the same ones I disliked. Well, Lori was one of the most annoying creatures ever put on a television show in the history of ever. Yeah, yeah. Stupid bitch and her... Stupid, stupid bitch and her not knowing where to keep her pussy. Actually, what was the most annoying TV character to you of all time? Um... Oh, I don't know. Um... I know, because generally if they're that annoying, I just, I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna give up this entire show because y you fucked it up. Um... Uh, I'm sitting, I'm sitting here trying to think. I mean, they're, they're, they're... Was this a bad question? Should we have, should we have saved this for a scripted episode so we could have, like, looked up some annoying characters and been like, oh yeah, that's right, I did hate that person. Will you people hear this in the future on another episode where we actually have an answer? Well, I mean, there's, there's, like, annoying characters on shows I don't like. I mean, well, but I don't think that counts. I think you're trying to think of like what on a show I actually do like. Yeah, I exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. What about you at home, listeners? D yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who has ruined things for you? <laughs> has has Cody ruined board shenanigans for you? Has Brewer ruined it for you? Do you hate it when Brent is on? Let us know. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, seeing as though this is live and new, we probably should get off of this because I can't cut any bad stuff out. <laughs> Okay, well, I know that, okay, the kids in Jurassic Park were bad, and this is not TV shows at all, but I'm, I'm going with it. Uh, the kids in, kids in Jurassic Park were annoying as fuck. There was nothing redeemable about Napoleon Dynamite, and any, if you liked it. And yeah, fuck you people that like, liked why it. why does anybody yeah. like that movie? It's fucking lame and annoying. It was bad, and you should feel bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that was probably, like, the, the first, um, like, like, the first instance of, like, hipsterism hitting mainstream and being stupid. So that's what I, that's one I definitely always think of as, like, hipster movie. There's Napoleon Dynamite. I just, that's... Oh, from it, oh, this was, oh. My list changed on me of, like, bad TV characters to apparently 50 most vile movie villains, but I didn't notice that, and I'm like, why is Orson Welles in The Third Man a, a, a bad character? So, but apparently not. I, um, like, I mean, I, I really didn't, I don't know, I mean, I don't have a big fucking soft spot in my heart for any of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, but, like, I... I really didn't. Or you just give a bitch about movies that are popular that we didn't particularly like now? Is that what this segment is well, instead? Well, okay, that's what we're going to do. So, you know, doodly 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 doodly, retroactive time beam. Imagine that's what we talked about from the beginning. Ignore the other parts. Pay attention to this part. Go!
Yeah, I also, you know, I mean, I guess the first part of the Caribbean movie was interesting for what it was, but I never, like, lobbed onto it like the world seems to like, have. why are there eight of them? Why were there so many of them? Oh, okay, I got one. Do you remember that? Did you ever see Million Dollar Baby? No. Okay, so... This is like one of the ones that won like 80,000 Oscars or Grammys or whatever you win. Probably both. Because it was uh, Clint Eastwood directed it and it was about the chick, Boxer, and then she died at the end and everybody was like, oh, it's so sad and it means so much. And I didn't care. I didn't understand why it got near the, you know, the praise and wonder that it got. I thought it was way overrated. Not a fan. Didn't like it. Didn't like it at all, actually. Yeah, um, oh, what is, fuck, I don't even know the guy's name, <laughs> um, uh, Jonah Hill, that, that guy, um, you know, don't think I've pretty much enjoyed any of his movies, I mean, a couple, I mean, what, I think he was in, uh, he was in AZA, I, I, I like that movie, you know. I, I don't care, yeah, which, yeah, yeah, he was in AZA, yeah, and, and I loved that movie, that was, I don't know, something about his stuff never really caught on to anything I liked, um, well, I know that this is gonna disappoint, like, all, everybody with this poster in their room, why is Scarface popular? Why is that, like, considered the best gangster movie ever? What exactly is it about that? It's supposed to be, like, the end-all, be-all, greatest thing ever. I, I don't get it. Like, it's an okay movie. Goodfellas is a good movie. The Godfather's a good movie. Uh, Freaking Casino's a good movie. Ronin's a good movie. There's some really, really great gangster flicks. Why is, why is Scarface, like, the end-all, be-all of, like, this is the perfect gangster flick? I, I don't understand it. Well, because it's, uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and that was everyone's favorite Grand Theft Auto, right? I don't know, like, that's one, I just, I don't understand even the cultural phenomenon that goes around it. I mean, I remember when we were in high school and everybody was wearing the shirts and had the posters. And saying hello to their little friends? Yeah, I just, I didn't get it. I, I really, really didn't understand the, uh... Frankly, I don't know if I've seen it enough to even, like, rate it, because I'm like, I've seen it once, but, you know, I don't know if I actually really paid attention when I watched it. Well, I mean... Um, you know, he does cocaine in a bath... I know the scenes that everyone knows in it, that's the only thing I can think of. Like, he does cocaine in the bathroom, and his little friends, um, wears a white well, suit. Well, you, I mean, you played Vice City, so you basically... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's it, yeah, it's like, it's like, it's Vice City, I guess. You know, as a side note about Vice City, I don't think, like, the main bat... Your, your, your player character in that is actually really that bad of a guy. It, it's not him that's the bad guy, he's just really easily convinced into being bad he's very gullible because you know that was the one where you could go around buying at businesses right right every business you went up to it'd be like oh hey like you know i like ice cream like yeah i can open up an ice cream place like nah man we're gonna use this to sell drugs he's like what <laughs> okay you know, my father used to read this newspaper. That'd be cool to, you know, get it back in business. No, nah, man, we're going to print money. <laughs> huh. Okay. I mean, he's not a bad guy. He's just really easily... You can make him an offer, offer, and he'll be just like, okay. I'm not going to refuse that. That sounds reasonable. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> in fact, I think everyone should feel ashamed for what they did to him. The rest of Vice City should be locked up. <laughs> Which, I never really understood why that got near the amount of... Like, I mean, it was fun. I mean, it was a freaking, you know... It was a Grand Theft Auto game. Vice City or Scarface? Oh. Grand Theft, I mean, it was a Grand Theft Auto game. It was fun, but was it really as good as everybody made it out to be? I don't know. I don't know. I, did they make it out to be the best one? I, I just chose it because... That's the one that everybody always talked about how great how great and amazing it was. And... I mean, you know, I guess I never really got that why Grand Theft Auto games were that. I mean, because you got to play a bad guy. And it was like the first game where you got to go around and like beat up hookers. Is that not the reason why it caught on? I mean, on? it was fun. I mean, it, you know, I like the open world thing a lot. I think a lot of people did but is it that amazing well so is morrowind right yeah i know good point there but I, i'm just like I, I don't know like what makes it so amazing what's so much better about it than everything else i, I don't know do you, do you know what i think it is 
Um, I, really what I think that made Grand Theft Auto in general, but maybe even particularly that game, was um, kind of the taboo aspect of the game series in its own right. And, and I think maybe at the time that Vice City came out, it was probably about the age in which everybody that when the first couple came out were old enough to purchase it on their own and not have to try to talk someone into buying it for them. So, and that's the reason why it was regarded as highly as it is, because, I mean, I, when I think of tradition, when I think back to high school and, and junior high about what video games everyone, like the cliche video game for someone to be talking about, it was Grand Theft Auto, because, oh yeah, you get to be a bad guy and like, you know, like drugs and like shoot people up and like rob stores and stuff, and, which I, you know, never really got into that much. I mean, like, like I said, I played Vice City, and I mean, you know, the mechanics were cool and stuff, and I mean, I kind of played it. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things, once you start playing a game, you almost have to keep, I almost have to keep finishing it. Um, so, I, I, you know, I, I know one of the strangest times, strangest fun times was me, me and Jared, um, you know, used like the, the cheat to get a tank. And then you use the cheat code to fly, or to like you know reduce gravity. And if you're really really good, you can make the tank fly around the map. If you're really, if you're if you're really really good, you you should, oh you ought to see it, Cody. It's a sight. A, a you know a big old tank like an Abrams, vroom, flying solo, cannon exhaust, frying chickens in a barnyard. Like the biggest one that I think, like if I have to think of like like one video game series, and like I'm with you on the Grand Theft Auto thing, I am. I, but seriously, the one that if I had to put my finger on, that is the most overrated video game series of all time, and I think it's aware of itself now. Why was the Guitar Hero thing so such a big deal? What what, what was know. it about that? It was DDR with your fingers, and like don't get me wrong, like Madison, I want. And, and then there's DDR in general. Like Madison wanted it, and we played it, and it was kind of fun, but it was one of those like I got it. it was one of those I got it whenever like the fad was basically over and. They're doing like you know, Kiss Guitar Hero. I mean, you know, the last, the last fucking grasps at money. But I, I don't, I never understood what is so amazing about those. You know, I, I do recall like there being like the, the competition one. Well, the other competition one other than Rock Band apparently, which was the exact same thing. But just, but there was one where like you actually plugged in a real guitar into it and like played oh, and the you game. Oh, something valuable was, with it? it? Yeah, so you could actually, in other words, learn guitar through it, pretty much. But I, I know that was a one. I, but which I thought was like, you know, that makes sense but you know yeah i yeah i don't i don't, never got it like all it, it was so you know it was so you could i once again i think it, it goes with the thing you know because it came out you know when most people were, were into video well I, I think it's will always be perpetually out when the people that are into video games also start getting into music and they like you know because there's all those people and you saw them in high school that like to pick up get a like oh look i got a guitar and i you know i can play three chords and they like to sit there and pretend to be cool with the guitar we, you know we all know who we're talking about right and i think it came out and like it's either sparked in those people or people that you know were just too lazy to actually get the guitar the ability to like well look i can get this fake one and also pretend to be good and that's much easier so i think it's kind of part of that whole uh, subculture of like you know oh yeah i'm in this in this band in high school which really meant like you had instruments and you went to someone's garage and smoked pot was what high school band really meant to most people that you know weren't like Jarrett or people that actually you know care about music not care about being cool and think music is their way to be cool remember kids music is a lot like cigarettes don't don't fall into it by peer pressure <laughs> um 
Which, you know, speaking of music being peer pressure, do you want, you know what sentence I always, you know, hated when people uttered? Because this is apparently just free association cast now. Um, when people are like, oh yeah, you know, I really like music as a way to describe themselves. Like, of course you fucking do. Who, who doesn't like, no man, I just hate music like, in general. Well, like, all of it. Okay, I hate it all. On that, <laughs> same, on that same token though, you know how people will talk and they'll, you know, like, as, as the generic conversations like, well, do you like movies or do you like music? Of course you fucking do. You like the kind that yeah, you like. like. Nobody in the world's like, no, actually, I hate, I hate them damn talkie, talkie pictures. Whether when the flicks happen and things go on, no, I just want to read a book or see a play. That's as far as I go. I mean, I think there's a slight more chance that there's some people out there that would answer to that to like a movie or TV thing. But really, like, like you know, yeah, I'm sure that you know. Listen, ever since I discovered podcasts, I can't think of the last time I you know sat down and listened to the radio or just picked up music. Well, okay, I could. Um, today I listened to to In the Flesh by Pink Floyd because I had that, that, that beginning beat stuck in my head. And I'm like, I gotta hear In the Flesh right now. Because it's cool. Uh, in the Flesh, not In the Flesh. Not the one with the question mark, the Nazi one. <laughs> um... And so yeah, I mean, so I did that, and we, but I didn't go past that. Um, actually, the reason, one of the reasons why I did it was because the wall was on the other day, but I missed it, and I kind of wanted to watch the wall again, but because it's the wall. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I can't really think of the last time I sat down and listened to it, but I'm not gonna say like, no, man, I hate music, you know. <laughs> It, yeah, it's just, I, it, that, that's always just been a sentence, like, what, you hate me, I mean, you know, you know, I, I like comedy, like, you know, I like to laugh a lot. Really? <laughs> Thank you for letting me know that you're not Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> oh, you know, I like to, like, you know, hang out, like, with my friends. You know, I'm glad you haven't been, you know, uh, you know, came down with a case of agoraphobia. Thanks. Thanks for letting me know that about yourself. Oh, you know, I like when people say vague statements about their personality. Now that one actually does say a little bit about you. <laughs> As we rant about stereotypes in high school. Well, I, well, you know, you know. okay, one of the ones that pisses me off more than anything is whenever you're like, and we're kind of on the music, like, oh, well, what kind of music do you like? I can fucking strictly tell you, like, these are the kinds that I like. I have my little, like, window of music that I dig, of rock music, and I can be like, you, you can, you can. <laughs> I know what you're just saying. You can say, you can say shit like, you know, oh, you know, oh, what kind of music do you like, Cody? Oh, like, punk rock's my favorite, but, you know, and then I can give you five or six bands, and, like, you, you should have a complete concept of the kind of music I like. I hate people when you're like, what kind of music do you like? Oh, I, I like, like a little, little bit of everything. everything. I've got really eclectic style. <laughs> Fuck you! No, you don't! You're a person without taste and that doesn't know what they want in the world. You're not special because you're indecisive. Your, your life is bullshit and you don't understand the way that things should work. I asked you a question and you give me an answer. That's the way a conversation works. I don't want to play vague. <laughs> yeah, Cody, that's how a conversation I don't works. I don't want to play vague, like, where's Waldo with what kind of music do you like? I asked a simple goddamn question. You're not special. Yeah, I mean, generally when I hear someone's... I got a lot more hot about that says, than I thought oh, I was gonna. You did. Well, so you're hot and live and nude. Mm. Like, generally when I hear when I hear someone say, I like a little bit of everything, I, I think they're either trying to say one of two things. One, they're trying to say, like, oh, I like something that is not generally considered, like, the cultural norm for my demographic to like, and I don't want to say that. So I'm just going to say I like a little bit of everything so I don't piss off the people I'm around, or so I can either try to A, fit in more, or make people like me more. I think I might have been in that place in, some, in my life at one time in, you know, in, in uh, junior high, so... <laughs> Where I'd be like, oh, you know, because I didn't want to say that I liked classic rock and country at, at my junior high. On, 
Oddly enough, I, I was a lot more happy with saying that at my high school, where I really shouldn't have liked it. And, and then, like, the other way I, I hear when someone says it, which I think you hit pretty well, was like, oh, you know, like, my, my, my tastes are so far reaching above yours that I can't even classify them, you know, with a genre. So I'm going to say, you know, oh, I like a little bit of everything, you know, as long as it's not what you like, because you obviously suck, or, is the connotation or, or I always I hear really, as well. really hate the, uh... Post-industrial funk, you know, with a contemporary style that's, you know, I mean, you wouldn't have that shit the oh you wouldn't have heard of it like really try me like I, I i realize that the shit i dig is stuff that's not extremely popular to most people but i can give you like you know i can list off some of the more popular ones so you at least have a concept okay here's a for instance the other day i was walking out of the bank with madison and this dude walks up to me and i'm wearing a fucking bad religion shirt and he walks actually i think it's the same one i have on right now and the guy, guy walks guy walks up to me and he's like he's like bad you know bad religion and for i guess for those unfamiliar it's the album cover where it's the nun with a skull, so it's and he's like he's like what's that? He's like oh I was like oh it's a band. He's like oh like what are they? I was like oh it's a punk rock band. And he's like oh kind of like the Misfits. Ah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I was like yeah, they're like they're fantastic. They're one of the probably five most popular you know most long lasting bands that's been around. Can you recommend an album? Why yes I sure can. Here you go. I, I just and that honestly like I'm cool with that. Now what I haven't ever seen. I mean he was obviously pandering to you after a point, I think. Well, but, but I guess, I guess, like, that, okay, that is a realistic conversation between, like, a fan of the music and somebody else that potentially would like that kind of music. Now, I've never seen this, but, I, but I'm convinced that this happens in the wild, that somebody's wearing, say, oh, I don't know, a Led Zeppelin shirt. And somebody walks up and they're like, oh, alright, Zeppelin, what's your favorite song? And their immediate response is either Stairway to Heaven or the Immigrant Song, because they don't know any other Zeppelin songs. I guess maybe it's me. I would feel guilty about wearing a shirt of a band that I didn't know. I mean... I, I, yeah, like it's, it's like, oh, Zeppelin! Like, yeah, I love that. I mean, like, oh, this thing? Oh, no, I'm just, you know, I picked it up you know, at thrift shop, you know, because thrift shops are cool when I wear fake glasses. <laughs> what is with thrift shops being cool? I don't get that! I mean, don't get me wrong. I go, you've heard me many times say like, "Hey, I got this strange thing from the Salvation Army lately." But well, you know, I mean, sometimes sometimes you got to pop those tags when you've only got $20 in your pocket and you're looking for a come up and then it's fucking awesome. Is this fucking awesome? I think that might have a good yeah, I, to do with it. I mean, as much as I like the over No, I think I think that song w w was a response to it being um a thing. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I, I guess I guess I like, guess Oh, hey, Demi I guess hipsterism has uh, had had long ago established its uh, infectious parasitic bite upon humanity and was like like for instance I just bought a new vest from the Salvation Army for two bucks why because it fit and wasn't stained I, I, I guess like I the way I would put it is I've only ever bought one pair of workout pants in my life that came from a store I always go buy them from the freaking freaking quick or the like you know thrift shop or whatever because I'm gonna sweat in them and then I'm gonna throw them away I'm not spending $20 on them? I, if I'm going there, it's legitimately because, like, hey, I'm curious what something, you know, like, I used to have, before I got this, you know, nice TV, I had a projector. Projectors are cool. Got my projector from the Salvation Army. Ten bucks. Um, you know, it's like an old, an old school projector. Not, not an old school projector, though I guess it kind of is. Um... <laughs> It's, you know, that kind of quality. We've all seen that projector in school. It's pretty much like one of those, like a 480p projector that had some spots on the lens that weren't going to go away. Um, but I got some good use out of it, and it still works. 
kinda. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, I, I go to like a thrift shop or something for legitimate reasons, not like to be hipstery and cool. Like, no, I just don't like spending an extra buck for something I don't need to. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Well, we've had our ins and our outs and things, and I think we've not stayed on a topic about anything at all. Really? So, uh... Except for when you fucking wanted to stay on one, and I it wouldn't let me get off topic. Uh, in fact, that is true. Um... So, uh, do you have any good words, or I guess you have any final words, followed by your good words for the people? Um, I think I do. Um, let me find one, find it real quick. It's also gonna be a holdover for one that didn't make it for next week's episode. Reheats and leftovers, a bored shenanigans tradition. <laughs> In other words, think of this as the alternative closing to, to next week's episode. Is this gonna um, be the director's cut episode? Is that what this is gonna be? Alternate content? Behind exactly. the Well, it's not really behind the scenes. I like odds and ends myself. Well, stay tuned I mean, to know what this episode's called. You've heard all of Cody's opinions of what it could be. I'm sorry, go ahead. I mean, if, if we want to stay, you know, with, you know, the theme of old music, think of this like the final cut, you know, as compared to The Wall. It's all the little bits that didn't make it into that one. One could call this, you know, like, live nudes, when the tigers broke free. <laughs> that might be it, because I kind of like that. I do too. <laughs> Which is a really good title for an episode that's really not that good. <laughs> yes, that sentence is making it in. Subpar, saggy, saggy, flaccid bits. Board shenanigans, doing what we can. And, and if you disagree with us, thank you. Thank <laughs> are you. we better than we think we are? Well, we sure hope so. I, I'm sure they're going to say, well, man, this episode, it had its ups, but it also had its downs. I mean, I laughed a bit, but I also frowned. Well, it was free, or I'd want my money back. <clears throat> All right, uh, here's my words. For there shall be great tribulations, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. Uh, no, nor there shall be. God willing, we will prevail in peace and freedom from fear and in and true health through the purity and essence of our natural fluids god bless you all amen oh man it's been it's been a long day i don't know what could make my day better do you know jolene why in fact i do that would be going to bspodcast.us oh i've heard about that especially on their facebook page and their twitter and i think i have them in my itunes feed also stitcher oh i'm sure you do because they're the sexiest boys on all the podcasts yes indeed they are so i think i think we should all go and enjoy enjoy some of their fine soup eating right now oh indeed Us. Yeah, that's all that matters. I don't know. I yeah. I don't know anything else about Hawkman other than he's named Hawkman. Though I do like the idea of a YouTube video where someone doesn't get the concept of Hawkman and he's just selling things. Fuck you, Cody, for not living in the same town as me and moving off to get a wife and a job and a career and happiness. If you lived here, we could be right now filming Hawkman. Uh, oh, actually, let's start the show. Let's, let's start the show. This isn't the show right now. I think we're warmed up. Are you sure about that? If it gets any warmer, I'm gonna have to take off my tingly pants.